Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode. This is our Christmas slash New Year's episode. Um, it's that time of the year. Yeah. For some of us, it flew by. Maybe for some, um, it feels like it's been a whole year. But uh, regardless of how you are feeling, Christmas is upon us. It's towards the end of the year. Um, another great year um, has wrapped up and we can look forward to a new year that's coming forward filled with new opportunities and a bunch of new blessings but um how are you feeling at this christmas time of the year uh just excited i guess you know it's 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 crazy because half of me feels like the year went by super fast and then the other half feels like it took super long yeah you know you get you it, it feel you like i'm like in that weird middle place because a lot happened this year uh, some things that were amazing and fun and exciting and all that good stuff. And then some that weren't that uh, enjoyable. So, you know, because of those moments, those those phases kind of uh, took a little longer than what was expected. But at the end of the day, you know, when it gets to the end of the year and we've been speaking about this for a couple of weeks now, you know, you get into the holiday spirit and, you know, you're 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 excited because of everything that it means. And, you know, the, the gifts and the friends and the family and the food, especially in our Latin community, you know, food is big this time of year. The pernilles, yep. the pasteles, al Capurrias, you know, all the good food that, you know, we, we usually save for like special occasions only happen at this time of year. So, you know, it, it's fun and it's festive and all that great stuff, um, you know, and, and this is our, you know, last episode for 2018. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, we're going to take our holiday break for Christmas and New Year's. Um, and, you know, and enjoy it and spend time with our family as well. So, you know, it's, it's just been, you know, it's been fun. It's been a great uh, a year. We're looking forward to the Christmas and the holidays and, you know, just living it up, you know, trying to end 2018 with a bang. Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking about Christmas, I think, in like our last two episodes, you've been briefly mentioning it and, you know, talking about being sensitive to those around us yep. and just making sure that, you know, um, we're showing that love of Christ, that we are, um, you know, embracing those that need to be embraced and just showing that love that people need in this time of the year. So just reminding you guys as um, you know, this final weekend, you make all of your preparations and just get things ready for Christmas. Just be sure that, you know, you keep in mind everyone around you and just, you know, friends and family and just make sure that everyone's feeling great around you, you know. And if you know that there are some people in your circle, some people that you know that just, you know, may seem down around this time, just make sure that you give them that pick me up that they need. You know, this is um, a great time for us to just remember you know, the awesome blessing of the birth of Christ and all yeah. that, you know, comes about with that. I know a lot of people get into their whole theological, <laughs> you know, philosophical, they whip out all their degrees and stuff. Um, we know Jesus was not born yes. during um, this time in December, but it does not hurt to take out one day, you know, in this season to just be grateful and acknowledge that, you yeah. know, and I find it so interesting that, in even in all of that in this world that's so you know sensitive and so you know careful with their words and how they say things you know in fear of offending someone most of our christmas songs all deal with the birth of jesus yes you know the popular ones and you know the ones um the traditional christmas songs that people yeah. really do know all talk about the birth of jesus so it's just very interesting that you know you can't take that away 
as much as you try, the message is still there. And we'll get into that a little bit later about how culturally sensitive people can be, um, especially when it comes to Christmas. But um, like every year around this time, the Grammys um, give the list of nominations for this year. And um, like we've spoken before in previous podcasts, unfortunately, um, it seems like the Christian and gospel categories don't get the same attention yeah. and don't get the same traction that the other categories do. They're not televised. Um, you don't really see it on TV. They'll briefly mention it for like 10 seconds during a commercial who won that category, but it's not televised. But here we like to at least acknowledge, give reference and just share those facts and all of these things. A lot of these artists are new artists. We've spoken about them throughout this year in different ways. And it's just um, awesome to just acknowledge that, you know, even if it is four or five categories, we just want to acknowledge that. So this year, the best gospel performance slash song, we have a few nominees. We have um, Kylan Carr with You Will Win. We have Jonathan McReynolds with Cycles. We mentioned him one time and that song specifically on this podcast. We have Brian Courtney Wilson with his song A Great Work. And tori kelly with never alone we know that tori kelly this year released her first gospel album so that's actually really cool that her first album um she actually is nominated for two grammys for best gospel performance and song so that's awesome and then corinne hawthorne released her first album this year we know that her song won't he do it you know uh definitely you know uh went around and people were playing it and it was on a tv show called greenleaf so it had some traction there then we have another category the gospel contemporary christian music category and this is for (laughs) um contemporary christian music performance song we have reckless love by Corey asbury we have you say by lauren daigle joy by for king and country grace got you by mercy me and known by torin wells yeah and a lot of those songs are very popular right now yeah. i know we just had an episode a few weeks ago on lauren daigle yeah where we gave our thoughts and all of that but she's nominated here that's definitely a blessing um, you know, to be nominated and all of that, even in the midst of the craziness that surrounds <laughs> yeah. her right now. Yeah, but, I, you know, to be honest with you, I think that that craziness is a craziness for everybody else and not her. She doesn't look yeah. phased by it. You know, I follow her on social media. I see the videos that she puts up or whatever. Um, so she's still doing her own thing. So if you're still phased by what happened a couple of weeks ago and you're still holding a grudge or you're, I don't know, um, maybe you need to pray about that. Because yeah. she is living her life and she's still doing her thing. Whether or not it was a stumbling step, we already discussed that. Listen to our, our previous podcast uh, to hear our comments on that. Uh, but, you know, we were we were speaking about the this category, Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance Song. Um, and... And they have heavy hitters here. You know, Reckless Love in the beginning of the year was all over the place. Everyone was listening to it. Everyone was singing it. Now we see that You Say was the one that was kind of like all up in the air. um, And it's everywhere. Uh, But but personally, I like Joy a lot. You know, if I'm in the car and I'm driving, you know, to work or if I'm going uh, anywhere, whatever it is, you know, out out of those songs, I think that Joy would be the one that I would like to listen to the most. Now, if I needed to pray, if I needed to center myself, have a Jesus moment, then reckless love would be the one to take me there um, in that circumstance. So, you know, it could go either way. I don't, you know, I, I think that for different reasons, any of those could be, you know, could win for best contemporary uh, Christian music performance or song. song. Yeah. <laughs> so which one would you choose if we had to choose one? Which one do you think will take the Grammy home? 
I think that because it's the end of the year and Lauren Daigle's album came out now, Lauren Daigle would take it versus anyone else because it's like she's in the hype of the Grammy season and she's yeah. the one that's out there doing its thing. Um, but, you know, all the other songs there could win it either way also. And, yeah. I, and I think I'll be okay with either one. I definitely think Lauren Daigle will take this Grammy home. Um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the Grammys go by that popularity and go yeah. by who's out right now and who's hot right now and definitely would be you say. But if there was a runner up for me, it would be Reckless Love. I yeah. think that song definitely made impact this year. Our next category is the gospel best gospel album category. We have Jekyllin Carr with One Nation Under God, Make Room by Jonathan McReynolds, The Other Side by The Walls Group, A Great Work by Brian Courtney Wilson, and Hiding Place by Tori Kelly. Yep. In my opinion, I think Tori Kelly will take this home with Hiding Place being, this is how I work. It's her debut album, mm -hmm. gospel album. She's in the industry. She's not a stranger to, She's already, you know, yeah. in the industry. She was Grammy no nominated in the past for Best New Artist a few years ago. She didn't win that. But I think it's a great album. Um, Kirk Franklin was the producer of the album. So I just really think that that would be the win in that category. Maybe runner-up Jonathan McReynolds with Make yeah. Room. What do you, you think? You know, I really think it makes a difference when the... Um, the the artists because that's what they are the artists are out there actually doing the rounds and you know performing and getting their song out there you know uh tori kelly was recently on one of those what what show it was like a late night show i don't remember off the top of my head yeah she was on um, a few shows you know so she she's been making her rounds she where she just wrapped up a tour as well yeah you know in she a just bunch wrapped of up her tour and i oh, every i know a lot of people on social media that have actually gone to her tours because they take the picture after the concert with yeah. her in the black and white picture in front of the tour bus or whatever um you know so she's been making her rounds can i say that for everyone else on the list i personally haven't seen any of the other people you know either on shows or on uh you know on anything um in, in the same level as tori kelly you know and right. i know that how you said it before also she kind of has an up on everyone else because she was of the industry already um on the more secular side so you know it's I, w I would guess maybe either she already had those connections or she is the more approachable one because people already know her. Uh, and because of that and because she's out there doing her thing, I think she would take it as well. Yeah. Let me tell you, I went to that concert um, in New York at the Riverside Church and it was a two hour concert. There was no opening. There was no opener. No one, you know, an opening artist. She sang for the full two hours. And um, she's definitely an artist that if you have the opportunity to go and see her, you should. Um, it will definitely bless your life. The next category is Best Contemporary Christian Music Album with, of course, Lauren Daigle, nominated for Look Up Child's Elevation Worship, nominated for Hallelujah Here Below, Jesus Culture with yeah. Living with a Fire, Surrounded, Michael W. Smith, and Survivor by Zach Williams. This, I have to say, I think Lauren Daigle will take that win. If not, Elevation, Elevation Worship. Elevation Worship, yeah, absolutely. It kind of so well. stinks because I feel like in a way, not at the end of the day, these artists don't do what they do for, for the awards, Grammys yeah. and for awards. But sometimes you do want an artist to win and they yeah. may be like a new artist and, you know, they've gra Grammy nominated now 
and another artist kind of just comes in out of nowhere at the <laughs> end of the year and releases yeah. something, you know? So I feel like Elevation Worship did have a great album, great worship yes, album. Yeah. Um, they're not, they don't have this crazy platform. It, there's really no record label. They're a church worship team. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, I really do, uh, I do hope that they at least take that win and let Lauren Daigle take the other win, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they, they can definitely spread the wealth. And, you know, you never know. I think that, you know, even though Elev Elevation Worship, you could say it hasn't been on the same platforms as Lauren Daigle, but Elevation Worship has a big following. Yeah. They have a huge following. Um both inside and outside of the church community and it wouldn't surprise me if they did actually win this uh or over lauren daigle so you know yeah stuff to look for let's like, see so the grammys definitely air um the beginning of 2019 yeah so we'll see who takes home those grammys on that night yeah hopefully they air some of these because usually these not all these um these awards are aired on live television. Maybe they're done during the break. Yeah, Sometimes it's done, done on online, day. so you have yeah. to stream it online. Um, but you know, a lot of most people don't go on to see the Grammy pre-show. I yeah. mean, I've definitely, you know, in the past have seen it online, and the seats are empty. Not a lot of people are there. Yeah. It's definitely like you know, let's get these awards out of the way, out of the way and then prepare for the big show. Hopefully we see a change in the future yeah. and um, we see a step up in all the other Christian award shows that are out there and hopefully they could, uh, you know, make impact like that as well. Absolutely. Um, recently I stumbled upon an article uh, that actually um, every year you vision, uh, I don't know. Most people have that app. That's their Bible yeah, the app, Bible app. Uh, that they refer to announces which Bible is the most uh, which Bible verse is the most shared or the most popular Bible verse of the year. Um, and, you know, as always, it's it's uh, I think people a lot of people assume that the most popular ones would be like a John 316. Um, you know, those really easy to go to Bible verses that everyone uh, refers to. But actually this year, um, it was revealed through you vision, uh, that the most popular Bible verse for 2018 was Isaiah 41 10, uh, which says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So, you know, it's pretty cool. I think that it's something that maybe speaks a lot about 2018, that people were looking for something that uh, would be of encouragement for them, that would get them through the year. Maybe for a lot of people, 2018 was a little bit of a tough one and they needed that reassurance or that little, you know, like, you know, a little boost, little yeah. energy boost to get them through uh, uh, for the year. So, hey, Isaiah 4110 uh, won uh, through you. Uh, well, not one. It wasn't an award. I'm in yeah. the award. I'm in the award season spirit. Right. Um, they won the <laughs> Grammy for best Bible verse. No, <laughs> uh, but they they were. You the said most he's in the award winning spirit. What? They, I, no. Yeah. So they are they are the most popular Bible verse for 2018. Isaiah 4110. Yeah, and I mean I don't know if anyone does this if you do this but a lot of people pick a verse for the year yeah i'm the type of person that i feel like i need a verse for like the week <laughs> <laughs> you know um but some people prefer that and that's definitely an awesome verse and um check out the bible app it's really cool in the sense that every day it does give you a verse to look yeah. at and you know those things but um shout out to you version bible app yeah and recently, another story that just made headlines in regards to Christmas and 
all that's happening in this holiday season is this principal in a Nebraska elementary school. Talk about, uh, you know, being a Grinch and wanting <laughs> to definitely just take Jesus out of Christmas. But uh, he made an announcement, put out a memo in uh, a Manchester elementary school that pretty much stated um we are not uh, allowing certain things in our school. Um, and he gave out a whole list of things. And on that list was the candy cane. And he explained that historically the shape is a J for Jesus. The red is for the blood of Christ. And the white is a symbol of his resurrection. And he banned candy canes from his school because... Um, it represented this. It would, and he was definitely in the spirit of trying to be culturally sensitive, huh. trying to make sure he's not offending anyone. And he actually released, you know, a statement where he said, um, "I come from a place that Christmas, and I come from a place that Christmas and the like are not allowed in schools. Over the years in my educational career, this has evolved into the expectation for all educators." So he's kind of saying, I came from a place where Christmas was not allowed. It was not pushed in schools. I would like to know where he went uh, to school because I've never heard of that. But and pretty much said over the years, teachers seem forced to have to celebrate this holiday and he's not feeling it. And he actually signed off on the letter saying the unintentional Grinch who stole Christmas from Manchester. I mean... So obviously in putting this out, he knew he was going to get backlash. He knew people were going to be upset. What gets me upset is the fact that he actually said, you know, the candy cane because it represents J for Jesus. The red is the blood of Christ and the white is a symbol of resurrection. And because we live in an age and time where Jesus offends, you know, something as simple as a candy cane that's a symbol, he's banning it. You know what? I, I don't know his personal life. I don't know his belief, uh, but I get the sense, and I could be wrong because I am human and I don't know him personally, that this is someone who is not of the faith because for him to be so um, offended and, and to think that, oh, my God, a candy cane, you know, is going to is is ostracizing or is, you know, segregating certain people. Um, because it's pushing Christ or in what, what, whatever way he's saying or whatever, you know, I, I find it interesting and funny. I don't think that that would come from someone of the faith. I don't see a person of the faith being like, you know what, let's put, let's take this out because it is offensive in any way. I remember growing up in school and this time of year, whether it was, you know, this is when Kwanzaa's happening, Hanukkah's happening, Christmas is happening, and it was inclusive. Like, you know, you would color in a Christmas tree or you would color in a menorah or you yeah. would color in a dreidel and it wasn't like we only did christmas and we only did hanukkah it was at least and i went to the school in the hood in brooklyn so my school wasn't fancy it was a regular public education school and they were super inclusive about it and it wasn't anything that was forced upon and obviously because we live in the united states and you know whatever christmas is the big holiday in a way that's what's being marketed you know we would have a christmas party but they would also bring and i and I, the name escapes me but i know for hanukkah they have the you know the chocolate coins and you know there were things that they would bring that was inclusive to everyone so growing up i never felt either one way or the other that they weren't including other people or that they were trying to force anything down my throat so i don't i don't see why in 2018 we're not able to have that same 
balance. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know that we live in the United States and we have people from different cultures, different religions and backgrounds. So why is it that in 2018 we're not able to maintain that same balanced conversations? Yeah, and I think that public schools um, in general around this time of the year struggle with how to go about maintaining the whole idea of separation of church and state around Christmas when Christmas evolves and I mean revolves around Jesus. You know, it's hard to separate Jesus from but, Christmas. But the, I wouldn't even I, I I don't agree with that a hundred percent because in school when Christmas and I'm speaking about public school growing up, when Christmas was presented, it was never about Christ. It was always about Santa Claus and the trees and the presents. Right. And but the I this. think just in the name itself, Christ is in Christmas. It you can't separate that. And this is, you know, judging by facts that the only this was not the only school that had this issue. Um it's the only school that I guess is gaining traction right now, but there was another school that um, in Indiana that had the same thing happen to them where the principal decided um, our school is not going to celebrate Christmas this year in the school. There were no Christmas decorations. Nothing happened in the school because of that. So it's a long list. If you know, if you begin to research of schools that have actually tried to petition that Christmas not be celebrated or that certain things that represent a religion and in ha- Christmas, not be celebrated. So, um, a whole this this is an ongoing investigation right now in reference to this school, where there are petitions going around that school districts change these policies, um, especially in elementary school where children are kind of growing up um, and learning, and this is where they develop their ideals and their belief systems. But it's crazy to me that there will be councils and organizations put together to try to limit the amount of activities and programs that deal with Christmas in these schools, yet there are schools where they're reading books on tra- you know, transgender yeah. and having two moms or two dads, and this is something that's being taught in schools, in textbooks, yet something is, you know, the birth of Christ is something that it bothers them so much, and I- they're looking to ban or limit the amount that you know, the amount of exposure that these things get in schools, you know, and, and you know, and it's funny because I think that these schools or these administrators, you know, in trying so hard to be inclusive and not trying to, you know, uh, offend anyone, they they they've gained a sense of an identity crisis. They, you know, they want to be all inclusive because they don't want to, you know, not offend anyone, but they don't have an issue with offending certain people because it's the least popular of the opinions. Um, you know, so it's, you know, and I go back to what I'm saying, you know, I grew up, you know, I went to public school, I grew up and, you know, it was all inclusive. So I don't understand why we can't do, you know, a Hanukkah, we can't do a Kwanzaa day, you can't do a Christmas day, you can't, you know, because I think that school is also a place where you go to learn. So why can't we learn about different religions and different beliefs in a school as well and teach our kids from an early age to be, um, to be uh, respectful, to be accepting of other beliefs and other the thoughts and other you know ways of thinking you know just because i'm christian i would never raise my kid to think that someone who celebrated kwanzaa or someone that celebrated uh hanukkah was less than or oh no that's not our belief so you know you know don't treat them nice or don't be respectful like no like teach them to be respectful educate them on what it is that they're celebrating and you know keep the party moving like you know it's 
it's quite unfortunate. It's quite unfortunate. And in my opinion, it's quite unfortunate that, you know, in trying to be so inclusive, we're actually doing the reverse effect of what I think the objective should be. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, people can try so hard um, in different ways to take Christ out of Christmas. But like I said earlier, even in the songs, you know, Christ is there, you know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, like those songs. I'm talking about the original Christmas songs, traditional songs that, you know, we grew up listening to that people know. Yeah. Um, they all mention the birth of Christ. And as much as you try to separate Christ from Christmas, as much as people, you know, try to take down signs and they take out Christ and they put the X and it's Merry Xmas and all of that, you still, you know, can't take jesus out of christmas this is what it's about yeah and i think it's our job as a church and as believers to make sure you know i think it's a slogan keep christ in christmas and it gets played out after a while but i think it's so true it's our job to make sure that we keep christ in christmas yeah. you know we may not be going around banning candy canes and banning certain christmas songs because it mentions jesus but when our focus is completely on shopping and yeah. the stress of shopping and the traffic and trying to get gifts and trying to make money to buy gifts are we keeping christ in christmas or is it about the gifts yeah so i think you know stories like this definitely um should bring about self-reflection and just mm -hmm. you know self-questioning am i keeping christ in christmas is christ the center you know and as much as we go crazy with gifts and shopping and the stress and the traffic and all of this stuff you know am i taking a moment to acknowledge the reason for this time of the year yeah. And I think that's something that, you know what, take out that time, be thankful, be grateful. And, you know, definitely um, if you have children, remind them of the real reason. Remind them that even though they're getting all of these gifts and these things, Christmas is really about the birth of our Savior. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as parents and as, you know, brothers, sisters, uncles, you know, families and friends, you know, it, it is our responsibility to, you know, it, it looks like, unfortunately, the way that this world is going that, you know, everything Christ related is trying to be censored and trying to be removed or trying to be minimalized. Um, so that's why it's our responsibility to make sure that at home, we make the difference that at home we are teaching our kids that we are speaking about Christ, that we are putting the emphasis where it needs to be because it, you know, outside there, the, the emphasis is putting being put in other places. So, you know, it, it's your responsibility as, as a parent as, as you know, I, it's funny because I was having a conversation with a, a church member of ours and we were speaking about the whole thing about Santa and, you know, do you let your kids believe in Santa and that whole, you know, philosophy and stuff. And, you know, for me, that's not even a question because yeah. that, that's that's not something that we are, it's going to be a focus in our household. Yeah. You know, that whole, oh, Santa and, you know, the reindeers and, you know, he's going to come down our chimney. We don't got a chimney. Where is he coming from? Right. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be funny. Uh, but that's not a focus for us. So since it's not a focus for us, I don't think it's anything uh, that is important. Where if you do stress that in your kid, you know, growing them up, the whole Santa thing, Santa, 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 then now you have to you have to balance between the conversation of the whole Santa idea and philosophy to the reason why we actually celebrate um our christmas which is christ and you know that's a whole juggling thing that then you have to figure out and decide on whether you're not going to do you know i'm not knocking you if you do it i'm just right. saying that for me it's not an issue because that's not the focus for when we celebrate and christmas. i just think it's crazy because i think that today everything is taken so seriously 
You yeah. know, like I grew up, you know, my dad dressed as Santa Claus and would show up to my house <laughs> like with gifts. Yeah. You know, but you asked me what Christmas was about. I did not mention Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, like there was that proper balance there yeah. where that was not an issue. I did not like question like, wait a minute, but like we, you know, Santa Claus comes and we take pictures with Santa Claus at the mall. And, you know, and I'm talking about as a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was never an issue. Yes. And I just think it's the parent's responsibility if you're doing the whole Santa thing. Yeah. And, you know, doing that, just make sure that they know what it's really about. Yeah. The same thing applies to Easter. You know, yeah. the same thing applies to some of these holidays where, okay, this is what we do now. We do this for fun, but we also need to understand the real reason of this yeah. and what this is really about. And not let those things overpower or overshadow that. And it's funny because I had come across a post of someone who said that they were celebrating Advent. Have you heard of Advent? A-D-V-E-N-T? I've heard of it. Advent. And I had no idea what it was. I had seen it a few times, but I actually... Um, started researching it and um, a lot of podcasters uh, Christian podcasters that are out there have been talking about it lately and it's pretty much whenever you take an advent it's like a preparation for something Mm -hmm. so you take out time to prepare for an arrival and way back you know in the early church they did this to celebrate the arrival and prepare for the arrival of Jesus Mm. and today a lot of Christians and believers who celebrate Advent it's the last four Sundays leading up to Christmas and they take out time in preparation for Christmas where most people are stressed out with the shopping and the this and the that these four Sundays are dedicated to you know prayer dedicated to reading the christmas story dedicated to okay let's make sure we're focused on christmas our minds are focused on christmas and in my opinion i was like who really does this and like who really but when you look this up even on instagram like advent so many people like do different things churches do Mm -hmm. services and it just i like the idea of preparation yeah. Where it's not you're in the busyness of all these things, but you know what, these four Sundays leading up to Christmas, we're taking out the time to really prepare our hearts for Christmas, prepare our minds for what really matters. So it's just something that you can research and look it up and maybe next year, you know, your church can participate in something like this. And I know for people it's like when they hear new terms and stuff, <laughs> they're like, What type of you know, witchcraft is that? What type yeah. of theology is that? What type of you know, but it's something that a lot of people practice and again, Advent is just a word. That yeah. means preparing for the arrival of someone. Yeah, you know, and I like the idea of Advent because, you know, I think that you can also extend that into preparing you for the new year. You know, every year at the end of the year, people put their resolutions and their goals and their this and their that. Um, but they don't really actually sit down and reflect and think and put in the time to evaluate their year, evaluate everything that has happened in the past couple of years and see what goals they may want to set or what things they may need to change or whatever so that idea of taking time to prepare yeah i think it's awesome because that's something that we need to that we should always do we should always be setting time to prepare in the spiritual but also in in our physical lives and you know we have that re-evaluating things that we're doing whether it is projects that we're working in whether it is work whether it's education whether it is you know maybe you want to make some changes in you know your your family and your friends and stuff like that like you need to take time to sit back evaluate and think and ponder and meditate on those things before you can actually make the right 
decision. So I think that that's, you know, it's something that, that you can carry on to beyond Christmas and even into the new year. Yeah, and I mean, 2018 is coming to an end. Yeah. A lot of great things may have happened. A lot of bad things may have happened. You know, you've had ups, you've had downs, you've had wins, you've had losses. But no, regardless of what you went through in 2018, 2019 is a brand new year, new opportunities. And you don't even need to wait for 2019. You had a rough year, you know, prior to today. Well, after you listen to this in the next 10 minutes, you can change that and you can have a different mentality. And, you know, I I definitely encourage you to sit down, make realistic goals, yeah. keyword realistic, right? Pick a time frame that's, you know, achievable that you can do. Celebrate small victories. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times you get so focused on the end result that we don't celebrate the small victories along the way. You know, you may not have reached the goal that you wanted to this year, but Look at the smaller goals that led up to this. Look at yeah. the smaller steps that you took and the small victories that you had. Celebrate those and be intentional about that. Um, you know, for us this year, we started this podcast. Yeah. It started in April, right? Yeah, Was yeah. it this year? Beginning of the year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beginning okay, of the year. it started in April and... Um, Definitely, we've, you know, learned through this whole process. I know we've talked about, you know, the podcast before, but it's something that, you know, we initiated this year that we started. And again, we look forward to 2019 and yeah. different things and, you know, making more of an impact and all of that. So definitely sit be creative, make goals, plan, and not only, you know, make goals, but develop an action, develop yeah. a plan for action. How am I going to achieve these goals? Yeah, absolutely. And there's certain goals and certain things that are individual that you deal with, that you work through, that you plan out. And then there's certain things that look for a team, look for a group of people that maybe have the same vision as you, that have the same desire, that have the same want and hunger uh, for whatever it is. It could be, you know, a church group. It could be a podcast. It could be an outreach program. It could be a band. Maybe you want to get a band together and start, you know, jamming out worship songs and this yeah. and the third or whatever. You know, find that group of people, find your pack and really focus and get it done. Obviously, with anything, it definitely it takes planning. You know, there are certain things that you just want to like jump on it and just go for it. Like, for example, if one of your goals is to lose weight and to get healthy, you know, jump on it you know come up with a plan what you're doing the keto diet you're doing the this diet or whatever figure it out jump on it and go with go go with it and then there's other things that you really have to sit down and you know work out and plan like if you're going to do a band like who's going to play what who's going to be the songwriter are we just doing covers are we doing this but the fact is get together start planning start figuring it out and make a difference i think that everyone um in general, everyone listening to that could hear our voices, one of their goals and one of their objectives for 2019 should be to make a difference. Point blank, period. Whether that is in your inner circle, whether that's in your family, whether it's at work, whether it's in your church, wherever it is, the objective should be to make a difference. However, that is manifested. Now, that's where you have to work on it, whether you're going to manifest it through talent, where you're going to manifest it through hard work, whether you're going to manifest it through whatever it is. You know, that's when you have to figure out, you know, you get your niche and, and, and work through that. Uh, but everyone, everyone, everyone should be focused on making a difference for 2019. Yeah, so if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a title for your theme, you know, of this year, make it make a difference. <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, it's so true. That's something 
that we should be doing each and every day. So again, regardless of what you went through this year, regardless of what you went through yesterday, right now in this moment, you can have a new start, a new opportunity. Know that God is wants to do a new thing. God has new doors and new blessings for you. So just, you know, have that strength, have that encouragement, that motivation to move on, to keep moving forward and um, know that God has way more in store than what you've seen so far. Yeah. And, you know, thank you again for listening to our podcast, to all of our episodes this year. Um, you know, it's great because SoundCloud allows us to look at stats and look at all of those things. And it gives us the top listeners, um, you know, that have listened to the podcast and all of that. And regardless if you have a SoundCloud account or not, you know, this kind of gauges those with SoundCloud accounts. Yeah. Um, but the top listener is actually someone from our church and it's Ruthie. Ruthie, Ruthie Howard. So shout out to her for listening um, faithfully since the beginning. And um, all of you who have listened to our podcast, thank you so much um, for listening. We've had listeners from... Um, obviously the u.s we have listeners in canada mexico puerto rico we've had listeners from all over as well as our top city has been brooklyn bronx and then selden new york yeah, new york so that's pretty cool and um it goes all the way to virginia california miami los angeles newark Texas, so atlanta georgia dc so it's pretty cool that um you know we've had people that are listening and that are supporting this podcast. So definitely yeah. share it with someone that you think would enjoy it, that would bless their life um, and continue following us in the meantime. You know, I think we're taking a little break here, yeah, right? We're taking a little holiday hiatus. Like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, this is our last podcast episode for 2018. We'll be coming back in January to finish off season two. Um, and, you know, we're just really excited. I think it's a blessing to be able to have this platform where we can share our thoughts, share our views, share the message of Christ, which is the most important thing. And, you know, try like our, our purpose and objective, you know, was to try to make a difference as well and be that voice out there that we so desperately were looking for and we weren't finding. So we decided, you know what, we don't hear nothing from you know what we're looking for so let's be the voice that maybe people are looking for out there as well and that's all that it takes it takes uh, uh um to recognize that something is missing you know you recognized it now do something about it and you know it's been a great year it's been an exciting year it's been a, a we worked hard yeah. you know there's nights that we've had to record really really late maybe do back-to-back -back episodes because our scheduling is so crazy uh, but we put in the work and you know god god sees our effort god sees you know that we're doing this uh, you know with our whole heart and you know we're not looking for any big prizes we're not looking for any accolades or anything like that what we want to do is spread the word of god you know and be of encouragement to anyone out there you know be that you know that little energy boost that maybe kick in the butt that people uh, may be needed um, and that we're there to supply it for you yeah definitely so in this hiatus be sure to follow us on facebook we'll be posting some things there you could find us at god life culture podcast follow yep. us on instagram god life culture podcast and send us an email if you have any topics you would like us to hear any suggestions send us an email at god life culture podcast at gmail.com yeah and definitely um we will see you again in 2019 yeah so thank you for listening to the god life culture podcast that's god, god life, life culture. culture until next year see ya bye